Welcome to the Bad Influence Podcast, all things sex, drugs, relationships, and music. Unhealthy and healthy, this is your story. We chat about things not normally discussed in polite society. Uh, we are not experts. We only share our opinions from our experiences. Remember that. And please follow us on Facebook, share, and comment. So what are we drinking? What is this one? We are we are drinking the Ruthie. This is the Ruthie right NA? Oh, yes, this is the Ruthie. So I don't know if you know, but you tell, I, I love Ruthie. I love Ruthie too. Yeah. yeah, it is a solid beer. Ruthie sponsored the podcast. <laughs> Boys and girls, welcome to the Bad Influence Podcast. Uh, today I have a friend of mine, uh, Courtney on. So Courtney is a longtime listener um, and then big time supporter of the podcast. Uh, so Courtney, you're, uh, you and I have been, I guess, friends for a long time. I... Uh, uh, I met you, shit, uh, nine years ago, eight nine years ago. Yeah, I I couldn't pinpoint exactly when, but it okay. was uh, it was a while ago. Okay. Um, and when I met you, uh, it was at the strip club, wasn't it? It was at the strip club. <laughs> yes, the good so, old lumberyard. Yeah, I was head DJ at the lumberyard, and uh, you were just thriving, young and thriving. Oh my God, yes, I was living my best life, or so I thought. <laughs> We all were. Gosh, those Ruthie NAs, they just fucking have. This is the first time I think I've ever done this podcast sober. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a first time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see how long this lasts. Um, and then uh, 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 you and I developed a friendship off of that. Um, uh, we uh, became homies after that or whatever. Mm-hmm. We parted ways. Um, and uh, uh, trying to decide if I even tell people that we had sex, but. Um, I mean, that is, part right. of, that is part of our story. It, it, I mean, it is. Yes. Um, we were young and dumb and, um, having fun. So. Uh, yeah, I was super dumb. I was cheating on my, uh, girlfriend at the time. Yes. I'm an idiot. Um, I learned my lesson. And I was an idiot for, um, even wanting to be attached to anything like that. Um, yeah, but I was a DJ or I am a DJ. Yeah. I thought you were so cool. And I was, you know, 18 <laughs> years old. I'm just like, I'm, I'm getting, I had my daddy issues too, but we'll get into that. We all have our daddy issues. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, uh, we parted ways and I didn't really talked to you for a while. And then I, um, I, uh, started a food truck. Yes. And uh, hired you. <laughs> you did, yes. How was that experience? What do you Tell me about that experience. Honestly, first of all, um, I was very grateful for you to give me that shot at that moment in time because I had just lost my job um, at Red Robin. I was... Um, it, but it was a it was a great time. Um, I enjoyed working for you. I feel like you are a... Fair, Asshole. Um, no, you're you're a pretty good <laughs> boss. You're a pretty good boss, and you put me in my place when I needed to, um, without making me feel like a shitty person. And I think that's important. Um, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. It it was a good time. It was a good time overall. Um, good learning experience for me. And uh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. Um, I was when when you so you messaged. Um, me saying, "Hey, good job with the the podcast. It's all good. If you ever need, you need a spot filled." And then um, <laughs> I remembered kind of what this podcast is about, and I thought, "Fucking Courtney's like the perfect example of why we do this <laughs> podcast." So, um, to put it lightly, uh, you're kind of a fucking slobbering drunk. Um, I mean, I definitely 
was. Um, right. I'd like to think that I have changed, but no, I... I mean, we're drinking NAs on the Bad Influence podcast, so I think that speaks for something. Okay, yeah, there we go. Um, but no, I just was a wild child, and I did I did things my own way. Um, I didn't like anybody telling me what to do, um, and I just wanted to grow up fast, I think. Uh, we all kind of do. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think you wanted to grow up so fast, though? Um, that is actually a really great question. Um, I think some of it might have to stem with just control, having control over things, um, and not having a parent tell you what to do. And um, so you turn eighteen, you're free, you could drink, you could do drugs, you do anything you fucking wanted to do. Exactly, and I did it all. Right. Uh huh. What was your favorite? non-good thing that you did um molly is a <laughs> molly molly is a good jug i like molly um especially when i'm dancing i love to dance and i still do um but yeah i don't there's something about molly um and i never had molly i always really? wanted to try it um but <laughs> i would assume that you out of all people would have yeah, tried molly yeah, yeah no never molly never mushrooms uh i really? never i don't think i ever did x um kind of always wanted to but just never did yeah mushrooms i'd say were are life-changing and i definitely think that everybody should do them at one point in time in your life and i highly suggest that you just take a journal and write down some key points that you want to focus on during that trip and things that you want to like look into yourself and into yeah. the world yeah. and just be, you know, in a good mindset first. Right. That yeah. is the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I want to do uh, mushrooms really fucking bad. Um, just based on what I've heard, uh, yes. uh, what the experts say, everything. Oh. Yeah. I heard it's, it's quite um, an experience. I was, um, I was 21 or 22, I want to say, when I tried mushrooms for the first time, and I fell down the fucking rabbit hole, and I, my brain could not handle it. Like, even after that, for months after, like, I was just grappling at what, why are we here? What am I doing here? Like, what is this? Like... And it just really got me thinking. And I think that was a turning point in my life. How long ago was this? This was back in 2017. Um, It was a really hard summer. I had lost my job at Red Robin the first time. I got got fired there twice. Um, Red Robin. (laughs) Yum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But no... I what were we talking about again? Uh, um, the mushroom trip. When did you? When did it all change? <laughs> okay, so yeah. Anyways, that was just a really dark summer for me. Um, I had tried to commit suicide five times. I was a frequent in one summer. In one summer. Fuck. Um, I was a frequent flyer at the um at three three east two east yeah, the adults yeah, 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 threes, yeah frequent flyer there. Yeah. Um, and one day this lady just comes up to me and she's just like. You know, if you keep coming here, they're just going to lock you up for good. Mm-hmm. And that really kind of flipped something in my brain. Like, I need to figure something out. Like, I this isn't what I want from How my were life. you trying to kill yourself? Um, f- I had tried with pills. Um, I remember one day vividly before going to work at Perkins, um, I was just having a really hard time. And I got in the bathtub and I had a knife and I was just going to... Slit your wrist. Yeah. And I did. 
And then it didn't work because it wouldn't go deep enough. And I was a pussy. And so, <laughs> um, so I was like, fuck. So I just wrapped it up and I went to work. Um, and then after I got off work, I called my mom and I was like, mom, you need to get off work right now. I need to, t- I need you to come here. Like I need you. Yeah. And she got off work and she came. Yeah. Shit. Shit. <laughs> I'm crying already. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. This is what, uh, no, nah, it's all good. But it's important that people know that uh, these stories are kind of what shape how we make the next move. Exactly. Yes. Um. And now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. And I take a lot of pride in my past and not the decisions I made, but just how it led up to where I am right now. Like I wouldn't change a thing. So that's where I'm at right now. So, okay, so uh, you're doing a bunch of drugs, you're drinking a lot, you're living your best fucking life, and then (laughs) um, you try to kill yourself, Mm -hmm. you have an epiphany, and you said no more. Mm. Or does it not work that easily? It does not work that easily, (laughs) my friend. It does not work that easily. Um, I had tried my best to, you know, I was living at my, with my mom and my big sister at this point in time. And, um, me and my sister did not get along with shit. Um, we hated each other. Um, and it just, that relationship, um, there was just some trauma there that wasn't resolved. And so I, I continued to drink and, um, I, which eventually led me up to, um, my third DUI. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Do it once, do it twice. Um, yeah. Third time's charm. Yeah, no. I, I like to learn things the hard way. Uh-huh. I've definitely uh-huh. learned that throughout life. Um, and this last one was a doozy. Um, How I, far apart were your DUIs? So my first one happened when I was 17. Jesus. Yeah. How old are you right now? I am 26. Okay. So about 10 years ago... Um, a little over 10 years ago was my first DUI. Um, and then I got my second one when I was, I want to say 20. I still wasn't legally allowed to drink. Yeah. So then you got your, you had your first one, then you had your second one. And then you got your third OWI. When you get your third OWI in the state of Iowa, it's, it's a, it's basically, you're going to go to prison now. It's a class D felony. Yep. Um, and on top of that, I took the cops on a three and a half minute high speed car chase. And that is also a class felony. D felony. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you bet your bottom. As soon as I got to the jail, I called my lawyer and I told him this messed up story about how I didn't realize they were behind me. And so you fucking lied to your lawyer too. A little bit. Um, yeah. 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 And honestly, I didn't, I was so fucked up. I didn't even know. Honestly, I, for a little while, I might not have realized they were behind me. I don't know. But I do remember I was on going the wrong way on a one way and I see lights behind me and they, so I decided to do a U-turn and get on the interstate. Um, so we we're, we go on the interstate and then. What the fuck was going through your mind? You're not going to run from the cops. What was going through was my mind was I was out of weed and I was on my way to my dealer's house and they weren't about to fuck up my high. <laughs> um, that's what was going through my mind. Yeah. Um, but eventually uh, some common sense struck me and I was like, I should probably stop. Yeah. And so I stopped and then 
Um, there are five cops behind me holding me at gunpoint. They had um, enough of your shit. Oh, yeah. They uh, were mad at me, to say the least. Um, and I remember getting in the cop car and be like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> 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 and this dude's just like, I don't even want to talk to you right now. <laughs> like, like, shut up, you drunk ass. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. Uh-huh. Literally. Oh, man. But So, what? Like, was there like... Um, you got to this point. Was it like rough at home? Was it? Um, I, 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 I'm going to assume you have great parents, you know, and we've all grown and learned shit. You know, if you guys go back and listen to my first episode with my kids, my kids will tell you that I was kind of a piece of shit when I first was learning to be a parent. Um, and um, so we make mistakes as parents. Do you think that had an effect? Do you, do you think your parents are piece of shits? What? Um, <laughs> you know, your mom's probably going to listen to this. Hey, mom. Uh, um. <laughs> No. And I assume it's not a story you, you haven't talked to her about before anyway. No, we have discussed this in great detail. And um, it's something that I really love to bug her about. I love to bug her about her past and um, yeah. how she became to be the way she is today. Because it has something to do with how I became. Mm-hmm. How Which, I am today. Yeah, like you said on right over here, it was um, uh, my episode with my dad and my um, grandfather. And how our traits are... You know, they're not hereditary, but, I mean, they're passed down. They are. Um, and I get my cussing from my mom. just going to say that. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> For the potty mouth. She doesn't want yeah. to admit it, but yeah. that's true. Yeah. Anyways. So do you think that was a part of it? Do you think you were trying to escape that, or do you think that you did the things you did because you saw the thing, they, they, they did the same things? or? Um, when it comes to... I had a decent childhood. The divorce, I think, is what really kind of screwed me up a little bit because I was I was young. I was like eight, and I didn't know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody really told me what was going on. Just all of a sudden, Dad had a new girlfriend with three kids, and I'm living in Iowa with my mom and right. my brother and my sister. Right. So, like, that was just very confusing to me as a child, mm-hmm. and it gave me daddy issues um <laughs> then you go sleep at djs at strip clubs um yeah th- <laughs> that happens um yeah. sorry dad yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but no um makes you feel any better i got mommy issues and that's why i was taking home girls from the strip club so. oh it all makes sense now right 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 <laughs> no but at as i got older my dad um I remember this vividly on a birthday one year. He gave me a card and he wrote in it and he just said, like, I'm sorry for all the mistakes that I've made, you know, and I watch you and I learn so much from you and I just want to do better for you. Just kind of along those lines. And it just really meant a lot. And he's done it from him. Exactly. And he's done everything in his power to be the dad that, you know, just to be a good dad. And just to be a good person, I feel like. Since you've gotten become an adult, he's done this? Or do you think that it's just always been like, does um, that make sense, I guess? Well. It's not even a full sentence, but. <laughs> to put it this way, I am the same age that my mom was when she had me. And so they were still kids. Yeah. Um, I still you think consider myself a kid. It's listen, I'm not a kid, but like I'm not an adult. Like, I mean, I try my best to pretend like I'm an adult, but I think we're all just kids out here, just figuring it out and just making shit up. There's no fucking manual up. on how to do what we're doing. Exactly. Or there's no manual to even be a fucking parent, let alone 
to how to be an adult after after you leave uh, a fucked up family. Exactly. And I say that with my heart because you know I I swear I probably had the worst family uh, uh, as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, abusive. Uh, my mom was out with men all the time, doing mm. drugs all the time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we all have these stories, and um, it's what you make of it afterwards and you're you learned the hard way it's taken you six seven years to Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) Um, yeah no and i am probably still gonna make mistakes and i'm still gonna learn from them and it's just a part of life right um but yeah and then when it comes to my mom my mom is just a saint she's never done anything wrong um when it comes to us like she's tried her best so like Raising three kids as a single mom and then um, just all the bullshit I put her through. Like, she's just, she's done amazing. And watching her, watching her lead by example has been um, a really big reason why I am looking more into myself and yeah. why I want to change and be better. And yeah. It sounds like you're close with your mom now. You uh, you reached out to her about a lot of things, including mm-hmm. like being on this podcast. Yes. Um, and it sounds like you value her opinion. I do. And yeah. Her word, and, and you trust her. I do. And I don't think that was always there. I think that's probably Mm-mm. been gained. Yes. Yeah. No. Um. It, yeah. It, back in high school, I just thought she wanted to ruin my life. She's a fun sucker. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, <laughs> like. Just <laughs> all of yeah. the above. You know, and we got into it, but she never gave up on me yeah and good yeah good good god bless her yeah. seriously <laughs> seriously oh goodness yeah you're a handful <laughs> i've been told <laughs> yeah uh your um your past is really defining who you are today mm-hmm. um i think that um i'd like to think that we want to always do better. I think there's one key part that happens, though. The reason why we don't do better is because there's never uh, a realization. There's never uh, a self, you know, you don't ever look in on yourself and say, I'm the fucking problem. I'm it sounds like problem. it sounds. Well, you can say that you can say that all you want. But if you say that one, you can say that one way and you sound like a narcissist. Say it the other way and you actually mean it. Um, you actually want to do better. And I can see it now that you yeah. are really trying to do better. Well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm, I'm proud of you for drinking NAs and, um, you know, mm-hmm. you're excited to drink NAs. And... I mean, don't get me wrong. Like every once in a while, I do like to hang out with my friends and have a few beers, but I, I try to limit myself um, to like three or if I'm in a bad mood, I won't drink or just right. stuff like that. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I drink because I'm sad or I'm lonely mm-hmm. or because it's, any time of the day or whatever, you know? Yes. So that's good. Um, so, uh, you, um, you've been battling a lot. Mm-hmm. You've battled a shit ton of stuff. <laughs> uh, I remember a couple of years ago, you battled something pretty horrific. You had a sister. Yes. Tell me about your sister. Yeah, absolutely. So my sister was five years older than me. Um, and I looked up to her a lot a lot like I used to copy her when I was little and she fucking hated it <laughs> and um, she's like get your own style blah blah and this? I want to be like you um, but no and then but so she took the divorce harder than me and my brother because she was older and um, 
she missed her dad. And so she eventually um, moved to Illinois to be with my dad. And so we didn't really get to see her except for like once or twice a year when we went to go visit my dad. And um, that distance kind of, I don't know. I, I wasn't there to see exactly why she became the way she did but like I know she's been through some shit you know and she's had a really hard time just trying to find her place in this world um and I think we all do yeah um and her coping mechanism was alcohol and I would see her a lot downtown yeah yeah it makes me sad um just a sidebar um when I was working at the boar's nest I I remember one time she came in and yes, she was drunk, but she was just like, do you want to go dance on the dance floor with me? Do you want to go dance? And I asked you, I was like, can I please go dance with my sister? And that was the last time that I had a really genuinely good memory with her. And you gave me that. And I just want to oh, say thank shit. you. Oh, shit. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Stop. I just don't want to piss off employee. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Don't let people think you, that I'm a nice I know. guy. <laughs> It'll ruin your breath. I got, I got you. a reputation to uphold. People are going to think I'm nice. No, but yeah. I can't get these Kleenexes out fast enough for you. <laughs> uh, no, no, but like genuinely though, like that is the last moment I um really had that was good with her. And then the last time I saw her. Um, we got into an argument and that was the last time I really got to speak to her. Cause after that, she, uh, the la- next time I saw her, she was in the hospital with a ventilator in her neck. Um, oh, you can probably hear that napkin. Sorry guys. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. This is real. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, she was, um, in the hospital, um, in Illinois during COVID for six months and I only got to see her twice maybe three times um during that six months because of COVID um and when I would go I would just kind of talk to her I would like make sure the nurses put on South Park for her like Comedy Central or what she wants to watch and I would talk to her about just memories that I had of us when we were a kid and it was it was really one of the um I'd never had anybody close to me pass before, so that was the first time. So it was just it was it flipped a switch in my brain. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, life is so short and like but yet so incredibly long and we have so much we can do and I I want to keep living on for her. Yeah. Yeah. What did, uh, uh, how did it happen? Um, liver and kidney failure at 30 years old. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, was a heavy drinker. She would, vodka was her, uh, vodka. She loved her vodka. We would find her bottles of vodka hidden everywhere. And, um, it was a constant battle with her because, you know, she didn't think she had a problem and she thought we were being judgmental and, I got her committed one time even like I got the courts involved and it, nothing came of it. Thinking that it was the best. Yes. Yeah. Um, but do you think that she knew what she was doing? Do you think she wanted to die? 
part of me wonders that. And um, I I definitely think it was a silent suicide, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a way. Um, she just could not find her feet. No matter how much she tried, she could not find her feet. And she kept making mistakes that she could not um, dig herself out of. And it just snowballed. And yeah. eventually she was, you know, homeless. And everybody had she had slept on everybody's couch at one point in time and then they get tired of her shit and she's kicked out. Yeah. She was sleeping in a hotel room one time for a while, a while she was sleeping in a hotel just a uh, week to week paying it. And like my mom or my dad would cover the bill if she couldn't cover it. And cause we didn't want her on the street, but mm-hmm. like, and what are you supposed to do? Really? Yeah. I'm going to be honest. I don't, you know, in, in, you, I mean, you hear this, this, you hear this a lot that the system isn't set up for for failures. Um, the the system isn't set up to help fix um, a, a lot of problems going on out there. But on the other hand, it, I understand that you know, no one. You have to want to fix yourself. Yes, and that is the key. And, and maybe your sister didn't want fixed. Uh, I don't know. Maybe your sister didn't know how to ask for help. Um, oh. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, um, she's always kind of just danced to the beat of her own drum. So, yeah. I mean, she's, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's hard telling looking back, and I do get emotional about it still sometimes. But I think uh, I've done what I can to try and heal by talking about her, talking to her, and um, just trying to keep her memory alive. Good. Good. That's important. Yeah. 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 I'm no stranger to a suicide of the family, so I understand it. Yeah. Um, it's going to resonate with a lot of people. Uh, everyone's lost somebody for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when you involve uh, someone who, you know, wants to help but doesn't know how to ask for it. Yeah. It's so hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Very hard to watch. Yeah. Did you go uh, seek professional help? Did you go to counseling? Um. So right after it happened, yeah, I was kind of struggling and I did try to see a therapist over, um, cause this is still COVID time, see a therapist over the FaceTime and I wasn't, I just wasn't a fan of this therapist and, um, like I would tell her like, I'm, I don't know, but so I, I saw her like twice and then I ghosted her, but, um, you weren't I, vibing with her. No, but, and therapy's expensive, yo, um, if you don't have insurance. And at the time, I didn't have insurance. I was just starting a new job at Michael's, and I was a cashier, stocking the shelves, um, working my way up to management. And I didn't have insurance at the time, but I, anyways... I think the biggest healing part of it was just talking about it with family and having those discussions. Um, I think that was the most healing aspect. And then like to know that you're not alone, you're not, you're not going through this alone. The thoughts you're having aren't just yours. Exactly. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And then like my dad took us to Colorado for a vacation, so we spread her ashes in South Park, Colorado, because oh. she loves South uh, Park. That's awesome. And that was just fun. And then just my brother, freaking nutso, 
he loves to ride his bike um, and he rode his bike across the country in honor of my sister because we used to all love to ride our bikes yeah, together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he from coast to coast, he rode his bike. That's that's awesome but i i that's oh that's, yeah no fucking way <laughs> no <laughs> i love my family but right <laughs> i'll ride my bike across the street no and he camped the whole way jesus too. christ yeah. that's dedication right mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what i'm saying um so mm-hmm. i definitely look up to my brother too. sounds like you're you all are kind of um uh, uh gypsies in a, in a way i guess uh, wandering fools uh yeah. however you want to put it i i yeah i mean I suppose, yeah, you can put it that way for sure. Uh, are, what else did you do to kind of um, occupy your time through sobriety, um, through uh, your sister's death, stuff like that? What else have you been doing? Um, well, first of all, I would not call it sobriety yet because I am I'm not sober from alcohol. I'm just I'm just working on my relationship with it right. um, because that's a, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, and... Um, God, I love that. That's good. I like that. Yeah, because, I mean, it is a relationship. You know, yeah. that is, like, your girlfriend that you want to go home to at the end of the night no, to no. lull yeah, yeah, yeah. you to sleep. Like, <laughs> I suppose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is, yeah. like... Yeah. Um, and now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. So what would I do? I really tried to like dig in deep to myself and figure out what I liked and what I wanted to do and my hobbies. And, um, I've always been an artistic person and I never really channeled that much. Um, because I didn't think it would ever come to fruition with anything. I didn't think I'd ever be able to sell my artwork. I didn't, you know, I didn't think it'd be possible. Um, so I just kind of gave up on that dream, put it to the side a little bit. And, um, but anyways, I started, I was working at Michael's. I got a discount. Let's, let's make some shit. So I got some supplies and I started doing crafts and stuff. And then, um, I started playing around with plants and propagating and that was really fun. And then just working and, um, my friend Erin has been a big rock for me. She's like my sister now. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. She's a wild one too. Oh, I got I got, I got to oh meet her one night. That oh was God. that was fun. Um, we're still working on her, but okay. um, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Erin, you're great and I love you. But yes, you. Um, Why are you shaking your head no when you're saying that? <laughs> Shut up. No, but they're this... never gonna see the video. And... Yeah. No, I love her to death, and she's just there for me, and she's like my second sister. Is there, uh, did you reach out to other help groups? There's victim help groups out there. Uh, have you reached out to any of those? Have you, or have you gone anywhere to share your story? Um, not necessarily. I have thought about like, um, QAnon meetings, yeah. um, or even just AA meetings, but they're just so daunting. And, um, some of the people you meet there aren't, I, I, <laughs> y- you never know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just, I love the idea of it. It's just I've never really um, taken action with that. Right. So. Fair. No, not really. I have not. I mean, I've shared my story on Facebook Mm -hmm. a little bit. I share probably too much more than I probably should sometimes. But I like to be an open book. Yeah. Yeah. What's the next drink you got in line for us? So this one is an NAIPA. It is Sam Adams. It is called Just the Haze. Ooh. My friend Adam is a. Uh, uh, he Sam listens, Adams. so shout out uh, Adam. 
and uh, we're drinking your NA product. I've never had it. Woo! Cheers. Cheers. Mm. <laughs> That's fucking good. It is really good. It's kind of it's on the lighter side. It's not super hoppy. Um, I like I like hops in my beer, but um, that sucker is good. You could drink that. It's like juice almost. Yeah. 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 Uh, you you said you never tried the mango cart na. I have not yet. No. That one's delicious. Is it? Yeah. I do. I did enjoy the alcoholic version. Um, yeah. I was actually reading up on NAs, and apparently, um, they when they they still brew it all the same, but they just stop the fermentation process before any alcohol. Yep. Comes. Well, it's so NAs still have alcohol in them, but just a teensy bit. Just a teensy bit. It's the zeros that have the nothing in them. Oh, okay. Yep. So like Bud Zero, uh, Heineken Zero, stuff like that. They I have, have not heard of those yet. Yeah, Heineken Zero is okay. It's a little on the bitter side, but I mean, it's missing <laughs> the good shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I used to drink um, the Budweiser Zero. It's an old white, all white can. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was trying to do the no drink shit. Um, yeah, but I was only trying to do the no drink shit, so I didn't do cocaine. So, and okay. like you said, I have to have a relationship. Uh, I'm I'm relearning my relationship with alcohol. Yes. I had to relearn my relationship with alcohol as well. So the way I wasn't doing drugs. Uh, yeah. Fact yeah. is, I don't know. Call it no nose. Ninety-seven days clean, no nose. Wow! Congratulations, Justin. That's awesome. Almost hundred days. Yeah, dude. That's. Really I should cool. do a fucking special episode. Well, yeah. That'll be on Sunday. Yeah, dude. That's perfect. You're Justin's journal. Ah, ah. That's fucking awesome. That feels good. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a picture. He's doing drugs today and i still love him um i can tell him not to do it he'll do it or not do it and there i told you i think there's a there's a part of me that goes "Mm, you know i miss doing cocaine Mm -hmm. but i don't miss the aftermath of it all you know i think one of the big key things too is finding a replacement for um those things like I am a fiend for a bubble bath these days. Like I come home from work and I just make a bubble bath and I don't drink. Right. Instead. Yeah. And it it does the same thing for me, you know. I haven't had a bubble bath in forever. You need to. That sounds fucking awesome though. It like cleanses your soul or something. I don't know. I'm not an expert, (laughs) but that's what, that's all I got to (laughs) say. Uh, so I also saw when stalking um, your profiles, we're friends on Facebook, on Snapchat. Yes. Uh, you were talking about being creative. You uh, you design. Okay, what do you? <laughs> so I only have so half ass, right? So what do you do? <laughs> so um, you make jewelry or like, uh, 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 yeah, jewelry, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I thought no, there was like a technical term for it. You're on the right track. Okay, yeah, no, okay. I mean, so I use polymer clay. Um, it's just a basic clay that doesn't dry with air. Uh, it dries when you bake it in the oven. And uh, I have been having a ball just playing around with it and making different jewelry pieces out of it. Um, and I'm moving on to keychains and magnets. And honestly... Are those uh, the earrings? Are they yes. your creation? Yes. These were some of the first earrings that I made. Those are cute. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, like... Do you take special orders? Do you I special do. requests? Or do you have like, a, do you have like, no, this is my vision. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm so artistic. This is what I have to do. Um, No, uh, absolutely not. Because um, I just, I love other people giving me ideas and me being able to work off of it and then make their vision come to life. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. 
exactly. Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about it that's really fun. It's definitely very like nerve wracking because I want to get it right yeah. and perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's yeah. I don't know. I'm so excited about the future and where the uh, this business could potentially go. Good. Good. Do you uh, do you have an online store? Do you how do you how do you sell this stuff? Is it like in a brown paper bag, <laughs> uh, drop off really secretly? <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Deal. You guys can meet me um, behind <laughs> the corner. But no. Um, I sell on Etsy and I sell locally. Just promoting through Facebook, advertising through Facebook. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing, but that's fair. Um, <laughs> I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, but I'm very good at doing that. So, yeah. um, so yeah, um, I'm on Etsy. Um, it's Evolve Creations Co. Spell it out. E-V-O-L. It is love spelled backwards. E-V-O-L Creations C-O. This business means a lot to me because it's another thing that I'm trying to keep my sister's memory alive with. Yeah, yeah. Um, she used to create things out of clay when I was a kid. Um, she would make just a bunch of miniature stuff, like just anything. Makes sense why she likes South Park. Yeah, no, totally, absolutely. Because yeah. the construction paper yeah, yeah. aspect of yeah. the, I wish they would still do that, but I I imagine it's so time-consuming. Um, but... Yeah, that is, um, I started this business on a whim and, uh, I am not making any money off of this right now. Um, <laughs> I heard in your other podcasts, like that you were saying something about how you're not making money. You're doing this cause you want to do it. Mm -hmm. And like, this is mm -hmm. your passion. And that's exactly mm -hmm. where I'm at with this. Like eventually your creations will monetize. I'm sure the money will come. Yeah. Right. But I'm not worried about it right yeah. now. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm just enjoying where I am right now yeah. and this journey. Yeah. I said on uh, uh, Mikey was here yesterday recording and we we're talking about, you know, making money and not making money. And um, there's a saying I heard a long time ago and it was uh, find something you love to do and then find someone dumb enough to pay you to do it. <laughs> and uh, that's what it's about. I mean, that's uh, that's human. So mm -hmm. keep doing it. I appreciate it. Omi. I won't buy it. I, I don't wear earrings anymore. But yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I don't buy jewelry for girls, so I don't... No, you'd be surprised. I've actually... Half of my sales have been from men buying for their girlfriends. That's kind of sweet. It is super sweet, and I love it. Simps. You simps. Yeah, dude. I'll Having take... girlfriends and shit. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun, and I have big plans, and yeah. Good. So what's what's in store for Courtney in the next two, three years? Um... Honestly, I I do have some plans that I am keeping to myself. Um, okay, we won't tell anybody. <laughs> You're funny, but no, <laughs> I. Um, you guys heard that? I'm funny. She said I'm funny. Okay, don't now. I'm about to take it back. Don't get too big headed right now. But I um I just really hope to expand this business. Um and eventually hopefully three years time i'm traveling the country and going to vendor shows and art shows and craft shows that'd be fucking sick um maybe even setting up booths at like places like fucking maybe not electric forest because it's so expensive but just festivals i'm yeah. in love with festivals yeah. i've only been to one but it was it was i don't know i love dancing i love the atmosphere i love the people and that's who i want to like sell to right you know? yeah so, yeah what kind of music do you like dancing to um i dance uh, no, um, no, yeah, no, I just, anything with a good beat, um, 
some good bass. Um, just I house music, uh, EDM, um, deep bass. Um, just I really dived back into to your it. Bali days, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right? No. Um, yeah. Bet. Mm. <laughs> I'm just thinking about this one time where there was a, a rave at the lumber yard and uh, I took Molly that night. That was the first night I took Molly and I lost my purse. I lost my phone. I lost one boot. <laughs> tell, me how, tell me how you lose one. <laughs> uh, you did it. <laughs> I did. Um, I lost my I dignity, mean, like, yeah. like just everything that night. <laughs> but I had a good time. I like how you said you lost your dignity. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But then I had to hit you up. Do you have my one boot? Do you have my phone? Do you have my purse? I thought we found something too. Didn't I we? think you did. I think you probably did find my stuff. But still, like, yeah, I want to say it was your purse. Yeah, yeah. Either way, but yeah, good times. Well, I mean, you have to live. Right. Yeah. Sure. I think I was what, like nineteen then, maybe eighteen. Look, I, I mean. I'm not advocating to do drugs or to be alcoholics or anything, but I've lived some of my best life doing stupid ass fucking shit, dude. I fucking love doing stupid shit. Obviously, I'm doing this. So <laughs> I love doing stupid shit. Um, but I've learned the most from those actions uh, and I won't regret any of them. And, uh, and I think that's what a lot of people need to remember is that, you know, it's those it's those stupid events that really make or break you. Um, and it's a matter of crawling out of that hole sometimes. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree. Good. Good. Mm -hmm. Good. I like it when people agree with me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with uh, your plans coming up, where's uh, your parents stand in all this with your plans? Like how um, are they, uh, your mom and you are close enough where you're asking for support, uh, asking for advice, stuff like that. Um, are you and your dad? Back in good grounds? Are you guys chill? Yeah, no. Um, me and my dad are chill. Uh, he takes me on a vacation. He tries to take me on a vacation every year. Um, which, Jesus. as as an adult, like I shouldn't, you know, expect that. I don't know if he's trying to make up for past times or if he's just, you Let know, him. just him, yeah. wants to, yeah. you know, spend time with me. But I'll take it. Yeah. Um, but no, he actually um, is quite the businessman himself, and he can sell shit to a stranger. So, um, I definitely. Tap that, tap that resource. Exactly, you yeah. Know? So, and my mom, my stepmom too, she's been great. Um, and she also is independent, you know, business mm -hmm. type person. And so, yeah, I definitely need to um, pick their brain a little bit more. But, yeah. And then my mom is just my rock. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't know what I where I'd be without her. Um. So... I believe in, uh, well, not only do I believe, it's scientifically been proven that we don't really gain conscious thought, um, thought of, um, you know, uh, where our consequences will lead us um, until we're in our mid-20s. Uh, I call it the aha moment. Um, I don't actually know the technical term for it, but it's that there's a frontal part of your brain that doesn't develop into your mid-20s. Some people get it really young, uh, and some people like me don't get it until we're like, I don't know, I think I was 31, 32 years old when <laughs> I had my aha moment. Did you though? <laughs> I'm joking. No, I mean, I I'm I might have. Uh, I I am that stubborn, I think, where mm -hmm. I was like, 
no one's gonna tell me how to fucking live my life you yeah. know when do you think you had your aha moment do you think you've had it yet um i think i'm on the verge of it but i think there's just so much more i can still do um i'm not i mean i'm i'm happy with where i am but i just know i can go so much further so um yeah <laughs> good good um do you um because that part of that aha part of that aha part, uh-huh. uh, part of that aha moment <laughs> i finally got it out um is um like going oh shit this is what adults do this is how i'm supposed to act okay. this is polite society you know um and also having that recognition like um you know people will say that i'm an asshole all day long but as dean has so elegantly put it he said um you're just unapologetically you uh, and it's because I've had to learn to be this way. I'm not here to make everybody happy. I'm here to make people happy that are worth it and that I love, you know, in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to have that aha moment to um, really grasp that. That's something that I have definitely like struggled with, with like people's opinions and what people think of you. Um, that is something that I have. Yeah. Even still to this day, like, when I was working at uh, the high school uh, for like a semester, uh, I was like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. Do they think I'm like incapable? Yeah, like yeah. I'm just, and it just, it wrecked havoc on my mental health. Right, right. Um, because I wasn't just like, you know what you bring to the table, girl. What are you fucking doing? Like, right. why are you doing this to yourself? Right, right. No, And I guarantee you, nobody's thinking anything, mm-hmm. you know? But so, yeah, it's still something that I am struggling with, but I'm aware of it. And it's something that I try to shut down when I have those negative thoughts. Good. Yes. Good. That's a big leap right there. Like (laughs) I did cocaine because I loved how people talk to me and I loved how I talk to other people. And I love that girls wanted to talk to me. You know, it's because I had cocaine. That's why I want to talk to me. But, (laughs) but, um, you know, that's, you know, that's the reason why I did those things. I would, um, I drink um, probably more than I should. Um, but I don't really, you know, it's like, well, it's fucking two o'clock, but I don't have nothing going on the rest of the day. I'm going to fucking start drinking. It's just habit. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, I was talking to another, when I was still doing drugs, still doing cocaine, I was talking to another friend, uh, time. Well, you can say he's a friend or whatever, but he would do cocaine with me. And, and, uh, uh we laughed cause it was like, this is the cure for depression. Mm. You know, because immediately you're like, I'm happy on it. I'm I'm talking to people talking back. I have something yeah. to talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but turns out then, you know, that you have to come down and you have four days of depression afterwards. So yes. there's a little price to pay for that. Oh, and if you ever do try Molly, be prepared for that as well. Okay, so that's why I won't do it because I, I can't go through that shit again. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah, mushrooms would be the only thing I think I would... Drug wise, I might. I, I thought about uh, smoking weed, mm-hmm. seeing how this, the kids do weed nowadays. <laughs> do weed? Um, yeah, <laughs> we do weed. That's how old I am. Oh God. Fuck. I mean, it's the mainstream thing right now. That is. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I personally think it's a lot safer than alcohol. Um, I think that if you are doing it a bunch, especially before your brain develops. Yep. That's where yep. you get into trouble. It's the same thing with alcohol before yeah. 21, 22 years old. Your brain isn't capable of handling those yeah. uh, mis- misfiring synapses thingy on the gyro. I have, I have no idea what it is, but 
something. I didn't go to medical school at all. Yeah. So yeah. I barely. No, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nor did I go to podcasting school. So <laughs> we're just winging it. But we're it. here. Yeah. yeah. We're winging it. Flying by the seat of our pants. Yes, sir. Exactly. So um, with drugs, uh, you got into that uh, for the probably same reasons, I assume, because the way it made you feel. Yeah. The immediate absolutely. reaction. Um, I was shy girl and I'm still shy a little bit. Right. I, right. I'm not the best at approaching people and talking to them so um because of those negative thoughts in my head what are they going to think about me what what if i say this wrong blah blah so i try to check myself with that and i've gotten much better at it but yeah back in the day i noticed that i was on top of the world when i was drunk you know i would flash my fucking tits and Mm -hmm. i would you know i'd get all the guys and I you were flashing your tits. Yeah, yeah or no sending the nudes. Or, yeah. And I think that's a big reason why I dressed the way I did too yeah. was for attention. Yeah. Um and yeah, I mean I got it. Yeah, you did. I got it. Yeah. Were do you think that you were um did you enjoy sex or did you do did you just have sex to uh have the feeling reciprocated? So I am a chronic people pleaser and um I think I'm I mean yeah I enjoyed it who doesn't enjoy sex but I think that I was more so doing it so the guy would like me right um you know who doesn't want um like someone who's good in bed and fucking crazy and yeah yeah just I yeah. was just doing I still have an issue with it I tell talk about it all the time on podcasts my favorite thing to do is the first time a girl sees my dick you know what I mean like to, <laughs> to see their reaction it's um it, this is part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe someday I'll grow out of that shit. Maybe, maybe I won't. Fuck who knows. Yeah. I hope I do. Christ. I, I mean, got some hangups. It's kind of a, you know, self-affirming type thing. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. 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 And you always want that too. And uh, drugs, it's easy, easier to quit, in my opinion. Um, uh, uh, alcohol, I think it's a little bit easier to quit. And those are more solo games anyway, except for sex. You have to have somebody there. Yeah. yeah. So that is something that's a lot harder to change. It is. Um, it is definitely. Do you think you've changed? Like, do you have sex for yourself now? Do you? Do you oh, think? Yeah. You, okay. No, I. If I don't want to, I'm not gonna fucking have sex with you. I don't. Well, especially yeah, yeah. like, I don't know, but like, I have really cut back on who I allow to. Um, have sex with me um, because I realized those soul attachments that are there and I knew it back then, but I was just like, mm, who cares? Who fucking cares? I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I realized that that's a sacred thing and I don't want to go giving myself away to everybody. And so honestly, unless we have a solid connection and you know, I see it going somewhere. I'm dating for marriage at this point, you know, like I'm not, I'm, I'm through my whole phase. I had my whole phase. I'm dating for marriage. And like, I know it sounds scary, but it's like, it's not like I'm going to date you. And then like, we need to go get married next week. It's like, (laughs) you know, I'm going to date you. I'm going to figure out if you're good for marriage. And then if three months later I decide you're not, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to stay because of a comfort zone. We always talk about that on the show too, is how um, uh, sex and relationships is a lot like buying a car. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, and we use that reference a lot, a fucking lot. Um, obviously, you don't want to uh, buy a car without test driving it, um, which uh, on Thursday's episode, uh, 
tomorrow, which when your episode comes out, it already aired, but that with Kat, um, it's funny because I call her out and I'm like, I love having sex on the first date. And she's like, don't, don't, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and she goes, you should get to a point in your life where that relationship you're looking for should actually kind of be a little boring in the beginning. Um, and it'll, it'll change your perspective in your life when you start thinking about it like that. Uh, so that episode really kind of blew my mind hearing that um, yeah. from somebody who's a sex addict, you know, and <laughs> and, um, you know, I always want to appease as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but you are now at a point, you think, where you have uh, you do do you do drugs, not just you smoke weed, right? Yeah, I will. When I get I try to smoke, limit myself to one to two bowls out of my pipe a day a day a day an hour <laughs> a day. um every you know i'm not super strict with it sometimes if i have the day off you know i mean and i'm just kicking it in my studio making art you yeah. know i might do you do it for anxiety partake. do you do it just just to kind of like kill the boredom do you um at this point i wonder if i just do it out of habit it's like going to the fridge yeah <laughs> um it's something and i'm not drinking so i mean uh-huh. um because when i would drink i would just drink it like three, four beers and then I fall asleep. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. know, but when I smoke weed, it, it does kind of, when I'm creating, it does kind of, kind of help my brain just flow better. I don't know how to describe it. Um, but it's, I have the same with cocaine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair no, enough. I, I, no, I don't. Uh, so, but it's not for anxiety necessarily. Or no, for... if anything, it probably gives me more anxiety sometimes. Okay. Um, and I've, yeah, yeah, I've always been an anxious person. Um, my mind is always constantly running a million miles per minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Good. I wonder if it, I don't know. I, it is self-medicating. I am self-medicating. Yeah. Um, now an addict specialist will tell you as well, if you're saying, well, at least I'm not drinking as much, at least I'm not doing this, at least I'm not doing that. They'll say that you're an addict. Uh, you're addicted to uh, marijuana now, but mm. um, do you think that's true? Do you think that's your case? Um, I probably, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, to be honest and frank with myself, like I, I do be getting anxious when I'm run, when I run out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know, when am I gonna get my next bag of weed? <laughs> that's true, yeah. So yeah. Okay. I mean, but my biggest thing is I, I won't smoke weed when I go to work. I yeah. won't smoke weed when I go out in social settings. It's just a me thing. Yeah. It's just something I do so with myself. So you have control over it, uh, and you've developed that relationship with weed. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm going to use that all the time now. I love that. Yay. I like it. I like it a <laughs> lot. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, so you're, um, you've had your trials, your errors, um, your learning. Uh, is there any big advice that you think someone would want to... Um, someone struggling with the same shit, any advice you got for them? Oh gosh. I mean, I, I don't think I am, um, a, I mean, I guess I could give advice, but I'm not a professional, but I just think that the biggest thing is just reaching out and talking to somebody because like, I guarantee you somebody else is probably going through the same thing. And, um, you're, you're not alone and there are resources out there. There are, come on the podcast. <laughs> That's a yeah. good resource. <laughs> yeah. Come. There are options. You just gotta, you gotta look around for it. And my key here is like, you just gotta keep moving forward because like 
that I don't know how many days that I had where I thought it can't get any worse than this. Um, and I want to give up and I've still had them even this year, you know, I still have those thoughts. So like tomorrow's going to be a better day. And if not tomorrow, then the next day. Yeah, I agree. That's the biggest thing I had to learn, uh, through all my recoveries, through all my, uh, depression fits, um, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned something a long time ago. Um, I don't remember if I read it or heard it, but it's one more day. Yes. Can you just do it one more day? Mm-hmm. Just give me one more day. Um, and what I learned from that was most of my fits, my uh, wanting to do coke again or um, or wanting to drink myself into oblivion or to go on a suicidal rampage or whatever the case was, it was temporary. Those moods were temporary for me. Um, and I think a lot of people hopefully can relate that, you know, after we come down from something or, you know, once we calm down a little bit, okay, okay, it's really not that bad. So mm-hmm. I always had to repeat to myself one more day. You know, I, I, I could smell cocaine, you know, and I think that, but I had to think back in my head one more day. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Yeah. And now you're at 97 days. 97 days. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. 97 days. No nose. <laughs> no <Yeah>. nose. <laughs> All right. On the 100th day, we're going to celebrate with a big old bag of cocaine. Um, I don't uh, If that's, that's probably, how you want to do that's it, my not friend. A good, that's probably not a good way. Every 100 days. Yeah. Yeah. You just have a binge every 100 days. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it on the show. Uh, yeah, that's funny. Actually, I want to do mushrooms on the show. Um, I... Maybe not... Microdose not, maybe, it. Microdose yeah. oh, it. Oh, okay. For okay. sure. I okay. would not... Just don't go down the rabbit hole on here because nobody wants to hear that garbage. You're going to be in your own little world and nobody's uh, yeah, going to care. Yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> but definitely take notes when you're um, tripping. Take notes. That's what I did. I think it's really fun. I would, I'd be interesting if I have the patience to take notes yeah. when tripping. Or voice recordings. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have the podcast equipment. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it may not go out. It may not go live but, right. or go out in the air. But. Cool. Courtney? I do appreciate you. I do love you. I love the growth that you've um, that you've shown. Um, honestly, like from the girl I met at the strip club <laughs> to the girl that worked for me to the girl you are today, you really have come a long way. And I'm glad. I'm I'm ecstatic that you're here, and I'm ecstatic that you are on the show today. Uh, it really does mean a lot to me that you're here. Keep doing what you're doing. It's if if anyone's watching, it's me, and it's an inspiration. It really is. Um, especially all the shit that you've gone through. And I'm glad that you're here today to show you, uh, share your story with um, my listeners. Wow. Um, that was very nice. I, that's scripted. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyways, thank you. No, it, w- it was a pleasure to be here and share my story. And this was um, healing in a way, too, um, just to get it out there. Um, so. Now, when I, when I uh, talked to you earlier, you said you're scared shitless to be on the show. I was. How do you um, feel? I, I feel great. Um, I think I overthunk it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, yeah, I definitely, I think I just overthink, thunk, think, thunk, thunk, thunk I can't it. edit that part out. You screwed that one up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, overthunk Sorry, it. Guys. Overthunk it. I yeah. Overthunk it. Yeah, yeah. I do that a lot, and I, it's something that I am working on, and um, one day at a time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad you're taking that one day at a time. Yes. Cool. Thank you so much, and I do love you. I love you too. All right, boys and girls. Uh, remember to find us on the Bad Influence Facebook page, Bad Influence. Uh, shit, it's Bad Influence Pod IA. And uh, with that, we will see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>